create ic2 and you delete it in fact <laughs> there's a reason of time right ஆஷிஷ்குமார்ஸ்ட் and uh, yeah you can introduce yourself you will be linked okay. thank you for the kind words so what i do i work as a cloud and devops consultant so i have multiple clients i only have one main motto of when i work if a client approaches me if i know i take the task if i do not know those things i still take up the task learn it and do it that's how i am surviving right now as a consultant and with this i have learned a lot of like my learning curve used to be this now it's going like this because a lot of clients have new demands like let's say you are already working on pipelines let's say you are working on jenkins a client comes in and they say no we are not going to use jenkins we have a circle ci subscription or let's say we have github actions enterprise so quickly learn that because if you know the basics you can switch that's what i do and hopefully i'm continuing to do that again. nice nice so you can share about things also like how you came to the cloud native world how come you came to the consultant like how was the, like why decide why you decided to become the consultant another thing is uh, so like you are reaching with various clients and you are you are like one of the experts in this background right so what is this thing like uh, how, how to approach these clients so you can also share about that. okay So I'm still a beginner in the consultant world, so I cannot give you all the points, but yeah, definitely I have learned a lot, lot of things my way because you won't get a, uh, you won't get a lot, lot of resources uh, on how to start freelancing. When I started, like I did not have a guide. So what I did, now I mentor a lot of students like who come up to me, but how I started, I like, I have tried everything. So what I was doing in my college, I was learning everything. so i was like i have done web development i went into software development and from there then i came into devops and cloud so firstly like when i started devops i started the wrong way i did not know how to do i am like i jumped on to i came to know about specific tools and services and i started just using them right i at that time i did not know that you need to know operating systems and networking through the base <laughs> yeah so i went back i was like now someone asked me i'm like go for, go to your college complete operating mm-hmm. systems and networking then come back and start if you want to start anything on devops if you don't know the basics of linux and everything right. containers and these things are just jargon words for you right so i fixed that uh, base for my so l- now i have quite a decent base i know how kernels work and everything works and then i started exploring things let's say then i go went step by step let's say i went on to containers so i on containers there were two big names at that time docker podman i mean let's understand the difference in both like docker has a you could say a service apartment does not have it it works in a slightly different way yeah. so i understood that yeah. because these basics are very important because when you uh, go into orchestration level you need to know okay uh, architectures and stuff like let's say you build your image for 8664 architecture that won't work on arm as smoothly as you want right like in aws you would have heard people are using graviton they are like you your application is not ready for graviton you are going mm-hmm. to migrate it's not ready a lot of say people say the graviton is cheap it's fast we have gone to move to graviton you need you need to make sure keep that in mind that when you want to migrate you need you need to do a lot of changes on the back end side <clears throat> so i started learning i was going step by step 
Uh, I a step before that. So what I did was I also took an overview when I went to DevOps. In the beginning, I told you I did a mistake. I was going tools by tools. I met a few people. I talked to a lot of people on LinkedIn. I contacted them, and they told me a very specific thing. DevOps is not just about tools. It's about culture. It's about how things work. Right. So I was like, okay, let me read some articles. I went on to Google. I searched a lot of articles, read them, and then I then when I came to the tools part, I took an overview. What things are possible in DevOps? DevOps is a big thing. Like I have, let's say, five friends. All have the same pattern of DevOps engineer, <laughs> but they are doing completely different things. Right. Someone is working completely on Kubernetes. Someone is completely working on observability. Right. Someone is working on pipelines. Like completely different world, and all are DevOps engineers in different forms. So yeah. I'm like, okay. So I took an overview. What kind? What are? What are the possibilities in uh, DevOps? So I took okay observability understood. We have we then have a pipelines understood. We then have application deployment understood. Okay. Then you also need to understand. Uh, how deployment cycle works how your uh, gitops works so i thought okay now i know the basics then i chose one tool from each mm. and understood it well, my preference was let me pick an open source tool because right. before i when i was a software developer i had also started contributing to fedora as a tester i was not doing any coding stuff or any documentation stuff at that time what you need to do in a fedora community as a uh, tester you just need to download the fedora image they have test days they have normal tests they have package testing yeah you download the packages install run and see everything is working fine yes go to the website tick mark pass or fail that's all <laughs> that's what i was doing but what happened was doing this i was able to interact with a lot of people understand how things work and they told me whenever you want to start with anything go with open source tools so when i went on to jenkins then i went on to the docker and i was also going to the, to the readme's before those like to understand readme's are important and if you and the thing is whenever you start with any tool go to their uh, community channel every open source tool has a community base around it like someone will be on slack someone will be on discord go over there talk to people they will help you out a lot nice. so like okay now i know I have, when i took an overview of all the tools i learned one tool from each now i know the basics i know i have my basic strong as networking and operating systems now i also have strong basics on the part of all the tools now i was ready i was what i was doing what i was learning i was posting them online right that's so how i got my first gig uh it was uh, from a uk based client so he had i think something to make on security so i'm like okay i will help you out so i helped him at that time i did not have any intention of paying i even did not know how he approached me was will you help me out oh. he read one of my articles i'm like okay and at the end he says thank you for working for me i will give me your bank details and i will transfer you the amount and in the beginning i have worked with a lot of people for just for free no money i am mm-hmm. like okay helping things right and then uh Asica Cloud approached me, uh, Osman Rashid, to be specific, and he he had gone to one company, Asicure dot cloud, Asicure dot. It's around AWS cloud security yeah, yeah. right now. So I'm like, okay, he had read one of my article, and they gave me a small task to perform, and write an article around it. I was able to do it. It I took some time, but I was able to do it, and they were nice. like happy with it. And that's how that was my first client that I onboarded. I have been working for them for a long time now. The one minute yeah, it's a nice feeling. Yes, it's a really yeah. nice feeling. Uh, the growth, the learning, I learned a lot over there. About I did not know how much compliance and security are important in these things. Like right. a lot of things happen in compliance. I read a lot of documentations. I went like, why would I use open source service? I won't. <laughs> For security compliance, I had to read. Okay, open source service. These, these, and these needs to be enabled. This needs to be disabled. Like uh, even your compliance, people say if you have encryption, you are compliant. No. 
like some compliance standards are you should have customer based encryption mm. some compliances say you should have your own bot key like customer wallet as in you bring your own key instead of getting from aws managed one oh so the, there are multiple levels of compliance and everything so i i read a lot about it and then i went on to fiverr freelancer was able to pick some clients nice and now i am not getting clients i won't uh, and then i also connected to a lot of people i have done a, like a, what i prefer is when if you are doing a freelancing prefer to have uh, your project based jobs there is another kind of freelancing not a lot of people openly talk about it that's called shadow jobs <laughs> what they do is they go uh, like someone is do, is doing the job you are just sitting as a support guy and helping them right, right. i have done that i am guilty of it i agree but now i have a motive that i don't do it if someone approaches me for that i clearly say to point out that it is also known as a work assistant personal assistant yes yeah exactly so for me it was moral uh, moral decision that i am not going to do that because uh, like you are deceiving people at a multiple level right. so i was like no i am not going to now like from past few months i have completely said no that i am not going to take any of these jobs if you are normal jobs i will freely do it but right. not those ones nice and about picking up clients yes it's very difficult i'm like extremely difficult if you're a beginner uh, in the beginning if you are like and from my first gig i will get this x amount don't expect that slowly 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 your base will build and you might start earning it like rohit has posted charts where you would see a lot of platform names where you can go and you just go apply and prefer to go to those platforms which are com- comparatively new like if you go to fiverr a lot of people are already there <laughs> right so the competition is very uh, huge when you go to these new platforms people are less so you have like no chance to get into one yeah, something guru 99 yes. yeah so right. you get gigs over there right and the other option is be active you don't need to be specifically freelancer in the beginning if you want go just be active on the community like be active on linkedin talk keep talking to people either they will provide you gigs and just keep that in mind when you have work you will get a lot of work mm-hmm. when you are sitting idle you feel like no one is giving you work right that that happened to me like when i like i have interviewed with companies uh, i won't name the corporations because they are big corporations right right but i was like they were not willing to pay me what i wanted so i was like and at that time uh, i had was uh, like i was following sandeep das sir for a very long time and like that he is one of those reasons because of which i stuck with what i was doing i was like no i'm not going to move to any job or such anything after giving a lot of interviews and having a discussion with hr i'm like no i'm not going to uh, go ahead with it i'm going to stick with this i was not getting paid a lot at that time like not even i cannot say the amount but it was not enough even bare minimum yeah, i was yeah, like yeah. it got will it. keep good time yeah, got it. and it happened i'm like it's going on great hopefully it does go that's how i've been doing things till now yeah like he he's amazing guy like i have seen his journey from scratch <laughs> so <laughs> it is really uh, too nice talking more on the same side like to summarize he has told you about what the consultant do and like how he achieved his first client right it is the big thing <laughs> it is never easy <laughs> another thing is uh, like he has worked with various companies so uh, you can also share with them like which big clients you have worked with if it is feasible to naming <laughs> clients uh, i won't take that risk okay, okay. because i am not sure in which uh, contract it would be written that don't name us so yeah, yeah. because some are security companies some are like off camera we can talk about it but on camera it's not right. possible for me to that so you can also share the journey of your self like how you started your cloud native journey 
because okay. previously you are like yes i have seen like you were working the iot also right yes i have yeah i have also. seen you so yes. uh, i i have not hosted a lot of iot projects i like even my college finally project was a iot based project it was a raspberry pi thing we developed a, a cloud biometric voting system kind of a thing so like how uh, your uh, decentralized voting would work like right now it's a lot of asset yeah. how we could move to over there i was interested in iot i was doing development and stuff and one day uh, like when you whenever you make stuff deploying it a different channel and when i saw that i need to deploy a such a thing i'm like i came into it i saw okay uh, you you need to when you create a website it's not just local hosting you need to host it somewhere so uh, my first thing was okay there are godaddy like platforms you give your website and it gets hosted but i was like no there would be more than this and i had out a lot of things like people have their own servers and everything and i had raspberry pi i was interested yeah. in that. i was doing those kind of stuff i'm like okay let's see let's watch cloud i'm like i came up over here the first service anyone starts with ec2 create <laughs> an ec2 instance and i was like the first thing i did was i was not in free tier at that time but i'm like okay i will have to pay some amount na like i have also run the day mac instances launched for us i took down i had no idea how things work how mac how to create a mac instance i like you need to reserve something and then create a mac instance and that reservation is also a minimum time limit yeah it's not like a normal ec2 instance you create a ec2 and you delete it in mac <laughs> yeah. there's a reserve time right i had no idea i was like i did it and i got a bill at the month end and like okay a certain amount of pocket money will go away yeah right. i have no issue about that because about learning uh like uh, we go I, i go on like a weekend talk with chirag sir he hosts a kind of uh, every saturday or chirag nayar chirag nayar so every saturday at 4:30 pm our time he hosts a kind of a normal a chat meet up kind of thing and globally people join it and like we learn a lot about it over there and a common thing i have heard about from a lot of people if you want to learn seriously you have to invest time and money if people think Uh, only free resources will do. I agree with that. If you are that kind of a guy who are who is self motivated, who can do with all the free resources, well and good. But if you want to have a structured way of learning, it has a different kind of a kick. I have tried both. I have done both. Honestly, now I prefer paid ways. Like oh. I would rather go to Cloud Academy because over there I will not only get the theoretical part, but I also get labs attached to it, and they also then guide you. Let's say I am learning doing a AWS practitioner course or associate course. Over there, when they go to Kubernetes section. they would give you pointed resources that go to docker learn docker first and then come back and then they have the docker uh, uh, training and stuff also because everything is in a package so you get one you get everything you learn docker you learn kubernetes then come to eks if you learn eks and you don't know what is kubernetes and what is docker <laughs> what the benefit of that right, right right because in the end cloud is hosting your basic services somewhere you are just not hosting it that's all yeah yeah to point out like he is learning while he is learning <laughs> yes. so uh, you should notice that point like if you are student and you are going and spending the money on the paid courses then definitely ashish also will not recommend you that <laughs> yes yeah if you are like corporate guy if you are consultant then it is investment for you yes it's long term it is it is investment for your life so don't think about much on this if you think like you should buy it like buy it <laughs> yes i have paid a subscription of various things uh, yeah. which i have i'm paying the stream yard for 25 dollars more month <laughs> it yeah. is investment like i'm yeah. not getting anything out of this directly right? it is just for community so we do this thing things for the community right yes uh so point on these things like i would like to ask nice thing like how many cloud native projects you till till date you have used cloud native tools uh, cloud native projects tools oh okay yeah. tools a lot 
in that case you will have to list the tools and i will say yes no yes no <laughs> that's how it would go because i don't remember a lot of names but projects yes like when i went over here i get both kind of projects i have worked on on premise projects i have worked on hybrid cloud projects i have worked on cloud specific projects and i have i also i, also, I still do development also i told totally you i was the x developer i still continue to do that if you think if you are if you know development and when you come into devops it's very easy for you like let's say someone gives you a flask app and i i being a developer i was a python developer so i knew how flask works right. i know how to host it in without uh, using the cli it runs in the backend like you will corner something whatever you use you know it when you don't know like you are not a developer you are like you are given a thing and now you need to create docker file for it you are like what should i do <laughs> either you need a complete readme you will yeah, ask for the developer yeah. if you know you can at least figure out a some, something or you you face into error let's say i get a python package error i'm like okay let me oh he missed into in the requirements file he might have installed it locally directly yeah. so okay i'm like okay this package is missing let me pull it in maybe version issue might come then i will ask the developer but at least i can resolve half of the things so the, the time a normal a devops guy with non development background would take for a guy who has non development that times gets reduced drastically right? and i mean drastically like 50% 60% times gets reduced and like when you are deploying stuff because when you will come in jenkins a lot of things go on way rounds <laughs> a lot of things don't work directly like uh, let's say i need to uh, do some deployments let's say back up on some other machine there are multiple ways possible right. i'm like now i want to set up jenkins pipeline i'm like okay i can use jenkins plugins for that or maybe anything my first preference is how to do everything in the break even point so let's say someone says me i need to deploy a docker project via a pipeline somewhere i'm like okay let me break these things yeah we need to first build and deploy that okay got it i need to create docker container and to deploy test it first part is done second part is writing jenkins okay i have a jenkins machine correct i need to connect the node where i need to do it i get that node ready i install all the docker composer whatever i want yeah. done then i'm like now i need to write the pipeline before writing the pipeline what i do is i get another machine yeah i do everything manually oh a lot of people say that this is a slow method but this is one of the most i would say um, uh, a very trustworthy method because you know these steps will definitely work even in this case some times things don't work like let's say you are using a privileged container non privileged container sudo command won't work let's say you forgot to configure sudo on the jenkins now you're not able to do those things so you're like you, you need to configure a lot of things that's what i told you let's say when you are using jenkins operating systems users and groups is very important topic like when you install docker by default only your sudo user can run it or any user in the docker group can run it right people what people do when they are learning they are like okay sudo su and docker commands <laughs> in production environment that does not work you need to add your user to the <laughs> docker group <laughs> yes you don't give them like all ch777 that does not work you need to be very specific on everything because a lot of companies have to go through under compliances they have a lot of things because when you go on to production level it's not just you the lawyers there are compliances there are standards you need to take in everything like uh, i had talked to a person who worked under compliances as in his company was going under compliance reporting and he told me not only compliances guys were sitting over there we had our ceo sitting over there we had our cto sitting over there we had compliance team sitting over there and there was another lobby of lawyers 10 or 11 lawyers writing hundreds of documents 100 mm-hmm. pages of documents that okay this this and this should happen i, I never knew that even lawyers are involved when compliance happens <laughs> and like you told me if we mess up with the compliance not only people lawsuits will come government will come after us <laughs> and like okay that's very important so like that should be done. before because like asicer cloud what i do over there i do a lot of things over there uh, like i do, i develop i have developed uh, like on asicer cloud 
this might feel like adaptation but it is not so uh, they have kind of two offerings one as in open source kind of offerings but the code is not openly available it's like it's free for you but it's not open source completely and okay. then we have the second op uh, options where we uh, deal with our paid customers in the free options you will get a lot of the options like uh, let's say a lot of people don't want to write drop formation template or terraform template yeah yeah we give you a form let's say you want to create a ec2 instance open the form choose all your options and you get a template ready three template ready to be specific cli template yeah. terraform template and drop formation template now this has a premium version also how premium version goes when you want to have a lot of services all together i want to create a vpc inside vpc i need to create a eks cluster inside that i need multiple managed groups then you need to pay to us otherwise you don't need to and if you have our premium package of subscription you don't even need to pay for that yeah it uh, it comes all under but uh, but our main uh, uh, thing that we do is compliance and security we uh, we scan your account as in you connect your account to our services you create iam role you give us access scan only access we scan your account and give you a good dashboard ui of how uh, how is your account compliant is like let's say a lot of your s3 bucket is not there so and you can go under s3 and see okay my bucket has a public access i need to disable it we also give you remediation options so I have not written a lot of things in over here, but a lot of things in the backend I have done. I told you I do, I shall do coding. So yeah. over there, and when I was doing this, a lot of service I would not have dealt with regularly, like guard duty, security hub. I had no idea <laughs> when I was coming over here. And security, I only knew that there are certain compliance things. I'm like now I deep dive into guard duty, I deep dive into config rules, I deep dive into cloud trail. Now I would not say I know everything, but I know a very deep concept of everything. Okay, this and this, this things are possible. like when i started working with gcp in gcp i don't think there is anything that is completely unencrypted by what i, I don't quote me on that but <laughs> most of the services that i have gone through are at least gcp encrypted from their side okay. they never leave anything completely unencrypted all right that is a good point but in aws i think there are services where you can have complete encrypted things for up like ebs volumes completely encrypted completely encrypted so that's a difference and uh uh what my understanding is basics are important across clouds basics change but a lot of things with basics other than basics also change like networking in aws networking in gcp mm. completely different yeah like mm -hmm. in aws it's region wise in region you get a vpc in gcp no there is only one vpc and under there there are subnets across the regions you can choose so it gets completely different so don't think that it's completely so when you come to gcp uh, take it with a straight mind So uh, you have worked with the security open source projects also. Yes, I have contributed to Steam Pipe on open source. If I would say, only so open, uh, only Steam Pipe on open source. Okay. I have worked with other closed source also, but that's the one where I completed. Uh, like for them, I also contributed to via CIS workbench. So okay. uh, like all the compliance standards have their own workbenches. So CIS was the one wherein they had some rule issues actually. So on the Steam Pipe, I had helped them fix. Uh, I had reported them. I was not able to fix it at that time because uh, they work in a certain way. I had not had a lot of experience with SQL and everything at that time. So I'm like, okay, I will not able to fix it. At least I can build them. Yeah. So they fixed it. And a lot of things they also take from these workbenches to have to prepare things because CIS workbench is the main place where all the actual rules and things get decided. So I'm like, okay, I, I was enrolled that platform, but because of an activity, your account gets removed. Workbench right. removes it. So over there you get to know. The thing is, I could have. directly uh, put it in cis but when i talk to the cpi guys they told me on cis you get a long form it's like when i also put it and said okay it's very tedious task and i was like i i did not mean like so i submitted my issue i picked my issues on the steam pipe repository they created the issues over there 
it was fixed over there it drilled down over here i'm like happy <laughs> then i fit i fixed some documentation for them they had spelling mistakes some uh, wrong uh, descriptions and everything i fixed them i'm like because and they are also being contributed by people not a lot of people contributing to it i don't think so still like a lot of people contribute but yes it's very important but they are like it's a very good tool like a lot of uh, free tools are there that people have no idea about uh, there is I'm, i don't remember i'm missing the name of one of the services uh, one of the tools uh, uh, one of my acquaintances on linkedin has reached me out it's around aws billing and stuff it's a great tool i i'm missing the name out of it i have to think my linkedin to get yeah, yeah, no that name <laughs> but that's a fabulous tool and i'm like uh, there are a lot of tools that people don't know about like even if you go on because what people do is when they, like let's say they want to see security they go to aws website and they see okay the listed names it's a probably is not listed so how <laughs> there we are as a official partner with them so i'm like okay the, this is aqua security friend my big names yeah so people know a lot of about the so not a lot of people come to the other side they should see the other side there is another side where you could benefit from a lot of things yeah they also have the open source project right trivi trivi for scanning aqua security for aqua security the only open source i have dealt with them is cloudflare okay i have not dealt with trivi probably like i, I told you i am still on the learning yeah yeah i know like <laughs> every day we learn a new tool yeah. or a new thing yeah so uh, definitely we came to this point so i would like to ask about like you learned everything while doing the projects yes so it is completely project based learning right yes exactly so what do you think like project based learning is good or like learning through the courses and like uh, daily daily some things and learning theory and then checking the blogs and then uh, learning from some institute or directly getting buying the course so like coursera and meet mit and various courses free yeah. they are also available right so what do you think this would be an opinionated answer <laughs> mostly so i when someone ask me recommend me a course i never recommend them a course okay i am like everyone has their own choice of how their mentor would guide them i'm like some people prefer english some prefer hindi some prefer fast english some prefer slow english like on udemy if you see my udemy account there are more than 100 courses on my account which i bought i'm like i try some of them i like them i complete them if i don't like them i get a refund right they have a refund policy mm-hmm. i'm like okay you do that you can go with the official training partners but in aws uh, they have their official training partners as in not the normal training companies i'm talking about certified atps amazon oh. training partners in that case training partners does not decide the course or the price i came to know about this when i went to user group pune event the oh. company day over there so uh, trainocat india had come over there yeah. and over, uh, from uh, their team anshuman singh he was giving a talk and i was very interested in it i'm like first time i came to know that aws has such a kind of a uh, program i'm like i went to him and when everything went uh, com- completed i'm like i raised my hand everyone asking different questions my question was how do i become that trainer because a lot of people are teaching aws right how to become the aws trainer he scared the shit out of me <laughs> he was like it's difficult but in this when you do our course aws defines everything the course structure the price even if you look at the atp list the prices are defined by aws like in india there are 10 training partners all will have the exact same price and same course curriculum oh okay aws is the one managing it like let's say i go to xyz training center yeah but uh, i have seen this popular thing like when it is training partners they do define the price race yeah yes. but what happens afterwards like they provides it like this much discount we will provide 
and then price gets lower than the other partners so that is no, in this case they cannot do that oh amazon trading partners i in my but i have talked with richman over there they told me no aws defines it we need to follow it strictly oh got it probably at a corporation level when you taking at the training at a very big level maybe there would be some organization discounts yeah. but i don't think so it's valid for everyone nice nice got it and even if you talk to aws folks like if your company is a aws atp partner or something like that uh, that guy from the support from aws would ask you to prefer these companies they would share this list to you they got would it. not mention like go to any random place because they know that the proper aws course because i have done courses which like where people are teaching either half baked information like one question i love very much Uh, this was also asked by someone in AWS VG Pune event. Uh, are security groups stateless or stateful? Hmm. And explain oh. the difference between stateless and stateful. A lot of people are confused. What stateless is? What stateful is? What NACL is? Because these are very confusing. I'm still confused. Like if you are talking about what is that, I am not sure if it's stateful or stateless. But I can tell you why it is that. How network traffic happens and those things. It's not like let's say uh, why I told you basics are very important in the beginning. The only reason behind that was let's say tomorrow you work on multi-cloud. Mm. You are connecting your Azure via uh, VPC, uh, virtual private cloud, and your AWS VPC. Now you need to understand that two VPCs cannot have same CI/CD ranges. You need to make sure, like what people do, they create subnets and they are like uh, let's say they create their first VPC and they give ten dot zero dot zero slash sixteen. Everything used <laughs> in the production world. If you do that and let's yeah. say you want to add another VPC for some reason. in the same cidr range with a different subnet mask it's not possible because aws allows you to expand but it does not allow you to decrease it right. so now you are yeah either you delete everything and do everything or you come back so a lot of decisions are to be taken very carefully over there like one thing i i openly talk about is like for my aws account when i have credits what i do is like not everyone gets credit because i attend a lot of events so i get credits i sometimes when i do not have credits i pay the bill i have no issue So what I did recently, like last month, a friend of mine was giving an exam and he needed AWS access. He did not have credits. I'm like, sharing the account is not good. Then came me because I've been working in security. So I'm like, mm-hmm. let's use what I have learned. Yeah. SSO is free. Yeah. I set up account SSO. SSO. I created him, and with that, I also when you do these things, in SSO, I made sure that he has to use an MFA. He has to use a strong password and everything. So I am sure that from his point also, my account will be secure. Right. To a certain reason. And of course, I will not share this account with everyone. Even if so, if you are a close aide of mine or someone, I would easily do that because over money is involved. <laughs> and I have seen people talk about how the bit like when you're a student, don't be afraid of having high bills. AWS helps you out a lot. Like if you do it by mistake and you talk with the support team, they waive it off for you. Yeah. For the mistakes, not if you do it. <laughs> not for that, but they do it. So like. A lot of people are afraid that we might get a bill or something like that. Don't worry about it. Under free tier, if you, whenever you are doing something in the free tier, now even they added a free tier option on their billing page. Like over there, you can see, go to the free tier section and you can see how much my free tier is utilized. Oh. So you can see, okay, my EC2 is going to be consumed. So let me stop all my EC2. I do not need them. Uh, like for EIPs, Elastic IPs. So th- th- there is a very basic rule. If your Elastic IP is in use, you will not be charged for it. Yeah, this is for AWS, right? But yes. Other cloud providers also have the same, right? Uh, so let's say for GCP, GCP does not have a free tier. They give you credits directly. Yeah. So over there you have a red yeah, right? Yeah. So yeah. you have a complete different kind of visibility over there. Oh, okay, okay. You put your billing alerts. Okay, it's going. Let's say my threshold is three hundred dollars. 
add for a 250 if going beyond that alarm but uh, i'm saying it is like more cloud oriented kind of a thing but do you use the cloud native projects also right? means like this is enter cloud services right? yes but uh, is there any client who just want you for the cloud native projects no, not cloud and stuff so what do you do that not time? exactly like completely cloud native no because no one is going completely on cloud oh, okay. what i have seen like yeah everyone is going in a mix like even uh, like some uh, clients are like they want to stick on a specific aws let's say they are not even going to use uh, like let's say they want to set up secrets they would only prefer aws secret because they want to remain the aws uh, ecosystem yeah some are like no we want the best so they choose let's say for pipeline they would say we like circle ci more than github actions and everything they will choose circle ci for pipelines they will say okay now we want to show our kubernetes secrets where should i or anonymous secrets they go to hashicorp vault because it's the best in the domain according to them like they do poc so it depends on the client to client and the requirements and a lot of time uh, me being as a consultant i also have i do not control the uh, thing decisions but i still have enough leverage that i can at least guide them to okay let's use this tool instead of this tool what and i also give them an idea okay why i am preferring over this tool because sometimes x tool also has those features y tools also has those features but sometimes y tool is like implementing it better like a, like a lot of like one of the major difference between datadog and neuralic datadog charges on your hosts neuralic charges on your users and oh. your uh, how much data ingestion happens first first hundred gb is free and after that they charge you per gb some cents i'm not sure exactly what the amount, but the, uh, the the pricing system is different so some people prefer uh, uh, your neuralic for this reason they are like i can add any number of hosts so they prefer that but some have like i know companies who only prefer it for some reason so they have their own reason for doing that right. so uh, about cloud native see uh, i have i am big fan of cncf <laughs> so i follow them very closely kubernetes uh, and your service mesh and everything i have been reading a lot and like in the end it's a whole ecosystem everything yeah. is connected so if you think uh, you are going somewhere and you are going to work on a specific zone of things i don't in my opinion in my experience i have not seen that happen no. probably it happens in some months but I, in my experience i have not seen that exactly yeah like observability observ- for observability i guess only open source they choose no okay no. so people tend to pay i have clients who are using datadog and neuralic oh. at full level like new neuralic and datadog like these tools are not just about observability now like i i went to a neuralic uh, user group meetup i think last last week or last week i don't remember the exact day and they have this quarterly so they tell you what new things have come up so this time i heard about it's a very basic feature you, you won't even think that this feature is required but it's a very good one it's something known as vulnerability management oh so what happens in that is let's say i have an application so they are not going to ask for your code access oh they have been already uh, they you set up your neuralic agent on the infrastructure or in your code via uh, let's say apm application monitoring so they had already been pulling things out but they were not using it previously like what packages are being used and everything so what they do is they already had this data now they check in the list uh, database that which packages versions are having any issues so they would tell you okay uh, this is the uh, cv number and this is having this issue please fix it or update to this version got it they are not asking for your code access <laughs> to be heard like over there a lot of people had the same question Understood. are you going to ask for our code access they are like no we are not going to ask for your code access even if you are using a jar application a built built application over there they cannot reverse engineer it that easily so you already have your apm monitoring installed they were already getting a lot of data now they are just utilizing it to give you more better features like neuralica has a lot of other features on let's say uh, uh, your developers 
they have this code stream and those kinds of uh, things specifically focus on developers like they get errors matched to lines and those things right. i will not go in complete detail but yeah it's more than just observability you can st- stay on uh, open source also yeah. it depends on the, it's a personal preference when you go on paid version things you get two things support yeah support that's very important the and the second thing is sometimes features also some extra features they added because you're paying for it you get it and like enterprise versions as this thing like you can ask for the features and yes. they will add it <laughs> exactly that's what i love about a lot all these companies whichever we talk about including aws gcp all have their very strong feedback mechanisms for gcp let's say i see an issue they have this issue tracker page right now i have to not very big issues open i open them because on uh, cli works just fine on google cloud console like uh, i can t- t- tell you what that issue was so i used to click the delete button for the source mm. it used to say proce- proceeding the circle used to complete yeah. and nothing would happen <laughs> so something of course would be happening on the gui so i yeah. went to the gcp issue tracker and i'm like let's go to this page and open an issue and yeah they have been working on it they have said they, as soon as they get time they will fix it right in aws also have uh, uh, like a, a while back i think 6 or 7 months back uh, one of their consoles i don't remember which one but one of the consoles are bro- broken as in, um, by broken i mean it's it was gone completely bad so a lot of people would have definitely given a feedback about mm-hmm. that and they fix it as soon as possible so they have very strong feedback mechanisms like in uh, uh, you get beta access like for new relic if right. you are an enterprise customer you would give, they will give you a beta access for a lot of services try them if you like them use them and like genuinely a lot of companies use a lot of services uh, these services like uh from neuralic i came to know about a firm known as tokopedia it's into this tokopedia yeah it is so like <laughs> tokopedia's like you can say full team comes on a neuralic event like they are a very big user of neuralic yeah. i i'm don't uh, I, and, and i heard this when they were talking uh, uh your tokopedia is around 5000 dashboards and i was like what do you do with those dashboards <laughs> like when i went to these talks and i talked to a folks observability is not just about metrics and logs and alerts it's way beyond that companies are using your logs and metrics to improve their customer experience they are like oh. okay uh, our web page loading time is 5 seconds how can you bring down to 2 seconds so that customer experience gets better got it and like these have been used in like if you go to these talks and talk to how observability is being used it's gone way beyond those alerts right like when they set up that then they go to these further steps and it's very important got it got it yeah so it is like these companies which is like uh, provide the support they provide you the older version supports yes they provide you the multi tenancy like you can work with the team so that's why enterprise version exists it is not just like they are creating the open source projects uh, like building the products on the open source projects different like you get the use cases but at the start you are just startup or something then definitely no one will recommend you <laughs> choose the open source project but as you grow you need that yes. stuff so these companies are really adding the value sides like uh, i guess we covered most of the points but i would like to add most important question here like do one can survive with the consultant uh, charges <laughs> <laughs> like everyone thinks like yeah a salary you will you remote jobs and stuff you will get nice salary and stuff but consultant is like everywhere it is like yeah it is the top rated payment kind of a thing but i guess it depends on the depends. customer to customer and uh, consultant to consultant and which technology is providing the yes. consultancy and stuff but yeah you can you are the right guy to ask <laughs> yeah. see if you are talking about how i would survive or like a person can survive as a consultant 
Is that that's it? That you are. Yeah, yeah. Yes. It's difficult. Honestly, getting gigs and things it's very difficult. Like all the companies have their own requirements. Like a lot of firms are when startups or organizations they prefer consultancies instead of a single consultant. Let's oh. say if they have only me, and tomorrow I go A one, <laughs> I am not available. So now they are in a fix. What should I do? Okay. When they go through consultancy, consultancy will have a replacement for me ready. If I go oh, on a break, okay. someone behind me will do the things for me. So a lot of them prefer, but a lot of like for freelancing, most of the gigs you would get are small projects. Like on freelancer and Fiverr, what I have seen is you don't get long term projects that much. You get. I guess they get in top tier, right? You do get, but yeah. competition yeah competition thing. and <laughs> like people with higher experience anyone wants them right. if they even have to pay slightly more they they do prefer that because uh, when they see their reviews and ratings they are like they this kind of trust that is why also, i also worked consult consult consultancies different consultancies i'm like i'm working with them they gave me the job they, they take certain percentage i'm happy with it i have no issues i'm like okay follow i also work in partnership with a lot of people like okay you give me the job i will work for you i don't have any issue So like there are a lot of ways in how a freelancer can survive. Right. But it's not easy as it looks. Like a lot of people ask me, you travel to a lot of events. Are you being sponsored for all the events or such kind of things? No. And they're like, do you have a lot of time? No. Mm-hmm. You need to like there are like I take a lot of time out of my family time. People have their weekends, Saturday, Sunday they enjoy family. I work on a lot of Sundays just to attend these events. Even Rohit knows like wherever he goes, he finds me if he's coming to an event. I have gone to Pune. I have gone to Jaipur. Like any event I find, I see. I, I just apply for it. I book my tickets and I travel. The thing is now, I, with the with the what's the benefit of this? I have met a lot of people. I have talked to a lot of people. Like how? What are the chances that I would have met Ganesh, the co-founder of Quant Company? Yeah. Like today, I had a very long chat with him. <laughs> Discuss about a lot of things. Learned about a lot of things. Could give feedback on a lot of things. I understood how startups work and things work because. You won't get this idea because I stay at home. As a freelancer, I do not have an office to go right. to or interact with people. So these events are my sources to interact with people and right. learn a lot of things. I'm telling you, it's difficult, and straight up, it's very difficult. Mm-hmm. One word. That's all. But if you want to survive, if you are into it, if you are doing it regularly, yeah, to you will be able to point one thing. Like if you if you can share, right? Mm-hmm. What is your like top top most uh, gig and how much did you hand for the same? Ah. Uh, for uh, uh pricing it varies like for my first my first second gig that was my highest paid one oh uh, so i haven't got like like full time gigs after that but that was around i had not asked for any amount he i think he was also based out of london or somewhere from europe only so uh, i am not sure what yeah so he had a couple of things to be uh, created like around security and stuff so i'm like i read upon it and he was working he had told me that he would pay me like i have a very bad style a lot of people say that before you start work you discuss about the payment right even if i tell you my client names and you go and ask them did he discuss about the payments before hand <laughs> 99% would say no he never discuss about how much he good should get paid i'm like what my belief is if i'm working fine sooner or later my payment will increase somehow yeah my second gig i was around he paid me four uh, installments and the total was about 60000 60000 and i was like wait what the previous gig gave me only 5000 <laughs> so this is a big jump and then again next week was on 10000 i'm like okay this and this this so we do not have a stable income like let's say i'm working on hour basis so some months i would clock 90 hours i would get paid around 90 hours some clocks like uh, last last month i think or last month maybe i was traveling a lot so my clock in hours came down to 50 or 60 hours 
the amount which we used to have directly we were like we don't have a stable income but you can survive if you are doing things the right way yeah if you're splurging your money you're earning and splurging that's not the way so i am like very specific about a lot of things in economics not related to this but i am very specific about those things like i have fixed amount that i need to spend this much on this i also have exceptions let's say i need to uh, like my monthly limit is exhausted for some reason and i see an event happening let's say in kochi and i want to attend it mm. i'm like i will take something some amount from my savings and i'm like let's go to kochi right somehow i will meet a lot of people over there and talk to a lot of people over there they will help me guide like for me uh, over money comes honest right now maybe i better say this things might get reversed but right now what my concept is money has priority it is required for a lot of things nice. but there are things above money for me also right now maybe because i never faced the uh, crisis situation out of money maybe that is why i have that mindset because okay. people have different uh, experience with the money so th- they think about it differently that is what that's how it happened for me nice nice thanks for sharing this wonderful thoughts about cloud collaborative consultant and devops consultant i would suggest so like he has except uh, exceptional experience i met him around uh, like 2 3 years back and yes. uh, i can guarantee you like he knows more technical <laughs> than me <laughs> i'm just a guy who is active all over things but these are the guys who work really nicely and he is not only one of my friend there are most of these friends who are working day and night with various clients and they they don't work with any company they work with different companies and one of my friend uh, we will come with that friend afterwards but uh, he is like working with four four companies and uh, he has long term clients that thing right so for one year he has booked four clients <laughs> we need to bring him in. i know who i talking about i yeah, need to bring like that thank you for joining me after this uh, entire event of today like every day we were there and uh, thanks for coming joining and uh, hope uh, like our audience will enjoy this session and if you uh, like the things and if you have any doubts and stuff you can ask in the comments also and i will share his handles so you can directly ping him yeah. he will be available in day <laughs> so <laughs> but thing is like he will little reply late but yeah he will shortly reply you and sh- you can ask the doubts and stuff so thank you for joining thank, thank you, you so much